Go that way. Oh, okay. And this is Peter Yoon. I'm not. Peter, we're trying Podcast. to record. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right, now. Yep. Catching. Catching up. Podcast. So this I is, didn't know Namyang did the beat. I does. actually thought you did it. No, 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 no. And I'm just way better at the beat. Um, but just as a quick intro, my name is Ray. And I'm Nami. And this is Catching Up. And this is actually our guest for today. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Steffi. Um, <laughs> you didn't notice, but uh, she actually moved closer to the mic to say that. Um, you don't need to. But thank you for that clarification. Well, this is my first podcast. Oh, you're right. You're right. First I wanna, podcast. Yes. Yeah, of course. Um, Probably my only one ever. That's not. That's not true. That's not true. You could yeah. come back, season two. <laughs> okay. Season two. I will baby. totally be up <gasps> with yes. the baby. A lot of goo goo gagas. Yeah. But it'll be good. Um, That'd be really interesting. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, Let's so just, pregnant. Oh, she is. How many? Weeks I knew are that. You I knew that would come in. I, was I didn't know how. Early. I didn't know how early into the podcast that would be told, but um, I am twenty-eight weeks, almost wow. twenty-nine. It's a lot of weeks. That is a lot of weeks. Um, that's also the name of a movie. Twenty-eight weeks later, about zombies. Isn't that a scary movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the cross reference. Yeah, yes. not relevant at all. But um, well, well, actually, before we talk about that, can we actually? Give her an icebreaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the icebreaker oh. question for today. Yes. Can you share a funny or sad or embarrassing story about Ray as a child? <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole treasure trove of these, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want to share one, but. This is literally all, no, nothing's hidden. No rock is unturned. Okay. Yeah. But it was not. Oh, I'm getting but I do not, Wow, I'm getting nervous. But I do not. I have not witnessed it. Okay. It was told by my parents. Okay. Um, I guess like one day, I think like Ray was hiding, <clears throat> and he had like a magazine with him. Like he was hiding and reading a magazine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this needs to be fact checked by my parents. But uh-huh. I'm gonna. Tell no, I can confirm it myself. So. <laughs> Um, and I think he, it looked like he was reading, like, a Home Depot magazine. Yeah. But then, actually, there was another magazine that he was reading, but he was covering it up, and it was a Victoria's Secret magazine. <laughs> he was very young. He was very young. I think he was, like, I think he was, like, at, like, Four or something like five or something. Very, very young. Like maybe even younger than that. So he had like the Home Depot magazine. But then inside of it, it was a Victoria's Secret magazine. And apparently he had gone through it and circled all the girls that he thought was pretty in that magazine. Wow. You know what? There's a part of me. That is so... What? Are you kidding? <laughs> so, right. I think... I thought that was a really funny story. Yes. I did not witness it. I, I was too young. Or I probably don't remember. I'm very ashamed, but it's true. I can confirm <laughs> but this you story. you can edit that out into your description. Well, Were you really, like, four? Or? I think, I think he was so I young. I think I was young. But I think what's alarming to me, though, is, like, the amount of, like, like clarity and, like, within the... Intentionality within those actions. Yes! Like, uh, it's like in a scary movie when you see a kid just draw big circles yeah. and, like, it's just, what are you drawing there? It's like, my death. <laughs> oh, but instead, it's, for me, I was circling Victoria's Secret Mom, So Well, my favorite part is that you tried to hide, hide it. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you knew that, like, it's just crazy that even at a young age, like, yeah. 
humans are humans. Like you yeah. just know that you're trying to hide something and right. there's so. some sort of shame there. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of shame there. Yeah. And it began wow. my life of crime. <laughs> um, so thank you for that. You're um, welcome. For some reason, I thought this podcast was actually about uh, learning something about our guest. But apparently it's about <laughs> embarrassing stories about their siblings. Learning things about okay. you is learning things about me. Oh, actually, um, I don't think we mentioned this, but... Yeah, Okay, yeah. it's inherent, or we we know it between right. us. Oh, right. It was not mentioned. Steffi yet. is actually my sister. Yes. Which is how she knows this. I, I don't and know if that's obvious. That's why I asked the question. And actually, we're related to Nams. Yes. Second cousin. Yes, cousins. second cousin. Yes. And by definition, that is my mom and her dad are cousins, so that makes us second cousins. Thank you for clarifying, because... Everyone is always like, "How are you yes. guys related?" Yes. And then Agreed. when they hear it, they're like, "That's not really related." Wow. And I'm right. Like, yes, it is. Okay, but I just want to start off by saying, I really love that you guys are doing this podcast. Oh, I've you. listened to every single one. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. So when you say, <laughs> "Wait, what?" Peter Dustbeaton. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> so when you say like, "Oh, the three listeners that we have," that probably is me. Uh. The past week, people have come up to me, like, so many times to in- really encourage me and, and therefore encourage us, me and yeah. Yunams, about this podcast. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so thank you. No, um, I really love it. Yeah. I like it a lot. I'm yeah. glad, yeah. Yes. So, actually, thank you to, uh, I guess, our four listeners. <laughs> um, and we appreciate you. Well, well, Nams. Yeah. Do you have any questions for our guest? I've lived with her, so it's a little hard. Yeah, right? Like, because you know her... Well, I feel, well, it's funny that you say that, actually, because recently I was talking to someone, and yes, we've lived together, but I think recently, because what, you moved back... To Georgia. To No, from Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, from Georgia. What, like a year ago? Yeah, a year and a half. Before then, we had not lived in the same city for 10 years. True. Because I moved out to college when I was 18, obviously. And then the moment I came back to Chicago from Champaign... You went to... Uh, you left for Georgia. I thought you went to Dallas first. Was that... Right, like, I was there for like two months. <laughs> I, thought that was like a, I thought that was like a six-month thing. I was there for two months. <laughs> okay, I, well, to be fair... Okay, which is fine. I have a bad, I have a bad memory. Yes, fine, I yeah. Know. I do too. But at least I remember that you went. Yes. yes. It's also because I went on the trip too. I, I yeah. couldn't be there. But, but I, the moment I came back officially to, from, to Chicago, you left for Georgia. True, mm-hmm. yeah. And so we had, like, it literally had been, I think, 10 years since we lived in the same city. So this mm. past year and a half is, like, the first time we've lived in the same city. Mm. And 10 years is a long time. It is. Like, like you guys time. became adults in those 10 years. Yes, too. exactly. So it's, like, yeah. a different relationship than, like, just yeah. kids going yeah. together. Mm. Exactly. So, that I mean, you really can ask me questions, too. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um... Actually, I do have some questions. Oh, okay. Um, let's dive a little deeper into that. <laughs> Classic. Okay. Just no, no, forget that. But um, here's a question for, I guess, all of us um, is that, or not so much you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. But people say, like, I've had people come up to me that I know um, and, like, really, like, I trust them. And they come up to me and said, like, hey, like, I really like you as a person, and we're good friends. Obviously, it sounds a lot different than that. I'm and really they, waiting for the but. <laughs> um, and, yeah, there is one. They they also say, but it's weird because I know your sister, too, and you guys are, like, both equally really good friends to me, huh. but you guys aren't really close. 
Yes. Okay. Interesting, right? You've heard this before. Yes. I don't think it's really necessarily the people tell me that we're not close. Mm -hmm. I think it's people asking me and I confirm that I don't feel that close. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's me usually confirming or not confirming, but telling it's a response to a question. Mm -hmm. Like, are you and Ray close? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it does have to do with. Ray and I are not really, like, good at keeping in touch with each other. Yeah. And we never really did while we was, while we were, I was away at college. Mm. I also think um, when we came, when I would come back from college during breaks, I think there was a season of life where Ray was struggling a lot. Mm. <laughs> Feel bad yeah. for saying that. No, no, it's um, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very open about that. Yeah, and I think... At that time, I was struggling in my own way. Um, and I kind of feel like when individuals are struggling with, like, their own internal battles, it just affects relationships. For yeah, sure. Yeah. And I think that could have something to do with it, too. Yeah. Because I don't think either one of us saw, like, our relationship as a priority to mm. be worked on mm. because we were just dealing so much with our own issues. Yeah. And... So I don't know. I think like we just kind of felt maybe comfortable with that mm. and just kind of left it alone. Hmm. And at least that's what I think. And you can say otherwise, but mm. that's just what So I you think. guys were never the siblings. Like if you were having a hard time, you wouldn't like tell Ray about it or like I talk th- it through with him or something. Yeah. I think in general, though, I'm a pretty private person mm-hmm. when it comes yeah. to like a lot of my struggles. Yeah. Not because like I don't trust people mm-hmm. or anything. I think I have this mentality of like, I need to process it on my own mm-hmm. for a little bit. But yeah, I didn't really express much, but that's not because it was specifically Ray. It's right. just in my personality. Yeah. Yeah. Like in general. You're kind of like yeah. That. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with, with like that, like, uh, I guess conclusion. Cause, um, I, I feel like whenever, when some people struggle, I feel like they reach out to other people, so as mm-hmm. you were saying before. Um, but, like, on the other hand, I personally, when I'm struggling, I, like, retreat into myself. Yeah. And I, so like... the same way. Yeah, it's very, like, mm-hmm. introspective. It's very, like, I need to figure this out. And it makes sense that if we're both struggling and we're both alone within yeah. ourselves, it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to be, like, hey, like, how are you doing? You know, there's not yeah. much, like, of that, yeah. that space, so... And then I think we just became so okay with mm-hmm. just the way that it was. That we didn't, like, nurture the relationship. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But Steffi. Yes. How are you doing these days? Catch us up. Um, oh, yeah. Catching up. Yeah. Um, That's the name of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Is it? What a coincidence. What a thought. Um, I have been just processing probably what motherhood would look like. Mm. Um. I think it's really interesting because pregnancy is obviously nine months, and I feel like God really intended it to be that long oh. for a reason, and um, not just like physically preparing in terms of like getting the right things for the baby and preparing your home, nesting, but I feel like he purposely made it that long to help you process like what life is going to be like interesting after you give birth and so I think as I've been processing I realized I think I realized that I have a lot more fears Mm. than I have like joy or excitement Mm. because 
And the reason why I realized that is because somebody asked me, a lot of people have been asking me, like, what are you excited about when the baby comes? And I really, like, couldn't think of much. <laughs> and I think it's because oh, let's I... Let's be honest. Yeah. That's like, good, yeah. That's good. I think it's because I... I think I just know how difficult it's going to be yeah, yeah. with a newborn. Yeah. And just the idea of motherhood. And so it was more like, oh, am I going to be a good mom? Am mm. I, Am I going to, like be able to survive the first three months mm. like what how is my life gonna change yeah. and <clears throat> I know that sounds really bad but this one time or like sometimes Peter and I will just be like laying in bed and yeah. we'll just be like talking and then I'll say something like oh man I realize when the baby comes we're not gonna be able to do stuff like this anymore mm. because the baby's gonna be in our room like mm. we only have one bedroom the crib's gonna be in our room yeah so the baby will probably be sleeping by the time we are winding down oh. and having a conversation. So I'll say things like, oh, man, like, I feel like we're not going to, you know, like this, this is, we're not going to be able to do this yeah. when the baby comes. And I think he, like, doesn't like it when I say that <laughs> sure. because he's like, we can have things like this <laughs> when we, we go to the couch. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, we can have moments like this. And I, I do think at times like that I'm a little bit dramatic. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just, I think I just try to savor these moments where I'm like, yeah. okay, we, right now, I only have one other person to think about, and that's Peter. Mm. But in a couple months, it'll be two, wow. you know? And so, yeah, I think I've just been, like, processing that and yeah. what that means, and not just, like, within a family context, but what will that mean in a social context? Like, yeah. well, how will that affect, like, my friendships with people? Because a lot of my friends... Um, don't have kids yet, yeah. you know, and yeah. like, will motherhood look lonely for me? Mm. So I think I just have, it's not like anxiety. Mm. It's just more like questions, like how will my life truly change and just like processing all that. Yeah. I feel like every time I talk to you, I get a sense of like, I'm encouraged to like think <laughs> more <laughs> and like feel more. <laughs> Cause I'm like not, I like just tend to like take the feelings as they come. But I feel oh. like you always anticipate like, oh, what if like this happens? How will I feel about it? What will it, you know, mm. like you're always like kind of processing through things all the time. I'm a Yes. Enneagram. Yeah, I don't know mine. <laughs> I took the test and I got three different results. Oh, really? Yeah, three different. I took the test three times and I got three different results. I'm but. very into Enneagrams. Okay, well, I'm going to take it again. So we can connect better. I thought you said you were four as well. Yeah, isn't, I thought you said that. Isn't four like you're highly, you, you value your individualism to a high degree? Isn't yeah, it? but I think it depends on how you define individualism. I'm not too familiar with the Enneagram, so I'm going to give my janked up idea of what it is, and then okay. you guys are going to actually tell us idea. what it is. Yeah, um, I think the Enneagram is this weird cult. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, um, I'll come. It's, <laughs> there's a, they got like blood on their hands and they're like dancing. Um <laughs> I think it's like this personality test. No, <laughs> it's this. It's these, already mad. It's now. these personality classifications where um, it's not like a box. It's not supposed to like limit you, but it's supposed to help you understand yourself, and it's supposed to kind of address where your desires are and how they drive you, and um, it kind of explain what your weaknesses are. But it's not all encompassing. It's just supposed to be like a tool. To help you kind of find a better idea of yourself yeah. is what I think it is. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good explanation. Yeah. I just think it's not based on personality, though. 
It's based yes. on your motivation. Yes. Oh, yeah. good point. Yeah. So that's yeah. why it's different from like Myers Briggs or whatever. And I, I mean, Myers Briggs and all the personality tests, I never really like related much to them because I was like, you can't put me in a box. Like, <laughs> I am so much more complicated yeah. than these like things, you know. But <laughs> for the Enneagram, you're like, you jump right in the box. You're like, put me in. Coach. I am the box. You know? <laughs> okay. yeah. No, but I think with the Enneagram, it's like so interesting that I can meet such different people. Like you, Steffi, and you right. are so different. And if you are, I don't know. But like, because you have those commonalities and motivation, right. you can relate, you know. And yeah. with my Enneagram and discovering that, I feel like it's helped me pinpoint like how I sin right yeah Yeah. like it just everyone sins but I just do it differently and I always felt like oh like I'm the worst because I'm not like a four I'm not you know I'm not like a somebody else but knowing that I am a seven and this is just the way that I am motivated and the way that I function helped me so much to like be nicer to myself yeah (laughs) to be like it's okay like this is just in your personality scheme, and this is how you should fight it, you know? Like, yeah. So. Can we also, um, really quick, just explain what a four is? Um, and I can ask Steffi to do that. Yeah. And Nams, can you explain what a seven is? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like what you said, first of all, that it's a tool and yeah. it's a resource. And I like how you clarified the motivation. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times, this is, sorry, me going back to what Enneagram is. Um, I think that a lot of times people talk behavior, mm. but everyone can do the same thing. Yeah. Like we can yeah. all have the same behavior, but why we do it is com- and what motivates us to do is completely different. Mm. Um, but a four is, I think the title comes out to be like the romantic or yeah. like the There's individualist. So yeah. 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 I do not think I'm necessarily like a hopeless romantic. I think I don't really like that title but um a four is somebody that desires to be i guess i don't even really know how to describe it maybe desires to be understood understood and yeah unique but but i think obviously like i said you have to redefine you have to think about what unique means Mm -hmm. it just doesn't mean like you want to be a unicorn and be noticed for it like it doesn't just mean like physical appearance or the way you act you have to kind of dive deeper into like <clears throat> the word unique but yeah yeah that is what an enneagram for is to be understood is definitely like a huge part of it okay. yeah yeah okay. yeah and then enneagram sevens are the enthusiasts i mean i honestly don't think i am like any other seven that i've met like mm. all the sevens that i've met or know of are like adventurers and mm. they like to explore and they want to like have all this fun and like they're spontaneous and things like that and there is I am like that like at the core but I think the thing that I resonate most with is avoiding pain Mm, yeah they do all that stuff we do all that stuff and want to have as much fun as possible so that we don't have to deal with painful things yeah and that's like what I resonated yeah right for sure oh well I mean I think four is um uh, a pretty good one for me because um actually like I, I do prize my individuality, but at the same time, when I really sometimes when I dole on it or I think about it, I'm like, this is, I wish I could just be a little bit more normal. But I think that's how I think it depends on how you define individuality. Okay. Because I think a lot of times people think it's being 
weird or being unique. Mm -hmm. But I think I think in our society, everybody wants to be unique and different mm -hmm. these days. It's defined more than just being unique and different or mm -hmm. weird in, in terms of Enneagram. Okay, okay. So I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Because that's my that's like what I try to do. Because yeah, like um, I'll meet people and sometimes I get the feeling like there's no connection whatsoever. Yeah, not not the same sense of humor whatsoever. And then when I meet them, they're like I could feel their judgment, like oh. like it tangibly, like not in every situation, but sometimes you just get that one person. Yeah, and then it's like should I be myself around this person? And oh. I really have to fight it out. Yeah, because it's like should I be myself or should I try and tone it down for this person? I don't know. I, I do try and be true to myself, though. I, yeah, I try and make yeah. it a point. I think you like it when people are real. I love it when people are real. Mm. Yeah. Um, because, uh, and that's why I get along with Nams. Mm. And that's why I also get along with you. Um, yeah, but keeping it real is, is where it's at. Yeah. Um, yeah, but people think I'm like blunt. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> I'm honest. Okay, wait, There's wait, wait. Different. Wow, wow. I'm glad we hit this gold mine or a <laughs> yes. landmine, depending depending on oh yeah, gold mine or landmine. Who knows? Um, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's wrong with being blunt? I think blunt is, there... is being insensitive. Okay. I think it like requires no filter. Okay. But I think honesty is you are being intentional about. Saying certain thing. Yeah. I think there is intention, intentionality being behind being honest. Okay. But I don't think there is for being blunt. I feel like people just say it for the sake of saying it. Mm -hmm. But that's just my opinion on the difference between the two. So, like, honesty requires a level of, like, assessing, like, yes. who is this person to me? How will exactly. they speak what I'm about to say? Yeah. Like, filtering it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But I think a lot of times people think that I don't I don't do that. Yeah. Oh. Like they think like she just said what she just wanted to say. Hmm. People think oh, Yeah. And so like yeah, I think there's like that element of oh she's a girl, she doesn't maybe like fluff things up as much because girls are more more of us are feelers. Mm. We like things a little bit more fluffed up when we're presented with it. Yeah. yeah. So it comes off, like, the standard comes off as blunt. But mm. I personally think I'm just being honest. Like, I wouldn't just say something yeah. for the sake of just saying it or trying to be malicious. Yeah. But, oh, I mean, if people are hurt by my honesty, I will tone it down. Like, I won't, like, continue to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, I actually, um, all the people I'm really close to, um, they all know I'm very honest. Yeah. Um. So, like, but you're right, though. I like that distinction because... Um, I'm not just blunt because I'm always thinking things and I can be like highly critical of things or people and, and stuff like that, etc. Um, but with my friends, though, like if something really does cross a line or if I feel like something needs to be said, uh, my friends will always know. Like you will say, uh, it. I will say it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I expect that from other people, too. Um, yeah. So I've actually like uh, someone I serve with. Um, obviously not going to name drop, um, actually called me out on something recently. Mm. And then uh, this conversation went along the lines of like, yeah, you don't have enough attention to detail. You know, you need to work on this. You need to work on that. And um, I think if I, if I was like really sensitive and really like um, just got butt hurt by the whole situation and the whole conversation, I think I would have taken it a completely different way. Right. But I think it's like I could sense the good intentions and mm. I could sense the honesty of it. Right. And I thought about it the whole week. Mm. Um, and I still think about it. Um, so in a in a positive way. Yeah, in a positive oh. way. And also sometimes in like a constructive criticism. Yeah, in a like so that's like I try to make it that as much as possible. But yeah. also I do fall into this trap of like self condemnation because mm. right. like um, yeah. So that's a whole different topic altogether. Mm. But I, I sometimes fall into this trap of uh, 
having high standards for myself. Yeah. And, and therefore, I place those high standards on other people. Yeah, right. Um, but primarily on myself. So I think when I fail, I think I, I, I think I beat up on myself a lot. You, you can easily go down that rabbit hole yeah. of like putting yourself down even more. Yeah. Um, so that segues back to um, when Nams is like, or people tell me like, oh, you're so self-deprecating. Yeah. Um, and I think it makes people uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, it, just, um, it makes me laugh though because uh, like with my close friends, I, I'm just being honest on this podcast, but I'll say crap like um, – Oh, I'm going to die alone. <laughs> but it makes me laugh. <laughs> well, these two can attest that I'm not laughing and crying. I'm, I'm just laughing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have a dark sense of humor. Yes. And yeah. when I say stuff like that, like, I don't really think I'm going to die alone. Um, I might, though. And we all die alone. <laughs> that's a really good that's, point that's actually really, i'm just kidding you can't I'm, take anyone with yeah, um, yeah but but like but you get what i'm saying though like i'm 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 pretty confident i'm gonna get married so when i say stuff like that and when i'm self-deprecating like i think it's because i'm confident in who i am you know yeah that's I'm, what I'm i notice about both of you guys like i feel like there might be insecurity and i was gonna ask you too Seppi, if you ever like self-condemn yourself too but I'm sure there are moments of that, but you guys both seem to really know yourselves well and, like, stick to, like, what you believe in, you know? Yeah. I think that is a very core thing. <laughs> Everything that Ray is saying, I I think in that way we're really similar. Yes, yeah. That's yeah. So interesting. Yeah, which is so weird because I don't think our parents are like that at all. At so all. I don't really know why we are the way we are. Like, where did you get that? Yeah. yeah we don't know. Yeah. Not that personality, motivation, or anything like that is necessarily genetic. Yeah. But um, I totally can fall into this hole of, like, self-condemnation. Mm. And it's, like, I, I think t- today I realize. Well, it's just been, like, this whole week I've been thinking about it. But I think... You, everyone like kind of has this inner voice mm. that tells them like you're not good enough or yeah. you know and I think yeah. um sometimes it's just so easy to kind of get stuck in it yeah I think and um yeah I totally agree with you right like I get yeah. I I have I totally have high standards for myself mm. and I think like yeah I definitely place that on other people and then when you like fail you just feel like so ashamed about it, yeah. you know, but I really think that's a spiritual battle. It yeah. is. You know, yeah. I think that's like, I, I think, I, I think Satan knows and not to get like, um, <laughs> or spiritual or anything. I don't think so. But, but yeah, yeah I think he knows how to deceive people in the ways that everyone feels really weak in. Mm. You know, everyone has a weak spot. Right. And I think um, he knows that maybe specifically for us, it's shame or like yeah. um, putting ourselves down. Like he knows exactly what train of thought to put us in. And if we don't stop it with like truth and I think, you know, it could take you to like a really bad place. Yeah. 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 I, I know maybe not all our listeners can be like within the church or spiritual. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely test that too, because um, I feel like whenever I enter into these, um, like these bouts of just like, it could just be depression or just like being really down on myself or really beating myself up. Um, yeah, that voice gets so clear. Mm-hmm. The voice becomes so that voice that really beats me up becomes so clear and defiant yeah. and like 
and it becomes like um it's like a virus yeah um and i find that like i can't really beat it myself um because yeah. every time i get into these funks or um and you know like i feel like these are things that some people struggle with and they could just brush it off so easy yeah or maybe they're not spiritual and they don't go to church but then when they hear stuff like oh you're not good enough or oh you are just you're terrible mm-hmm. you are terrible you are worthless um some people can really just like rise above it you know it's like a Nike commercial or like Gatorade and like, but that doesn't work for me though. Mm. Um, so I, I do need a voice. No, I, I need another voice. It is. Yeah. It's, um, mm. I think some people would perceive it as weakness, but for me, I think it's a strength, but it's not a strength that comes from me. It's, it's given me a dependence that I could never really find anywhere else. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, when I'm not doing well, everything like crumbles. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's a pain in the butt. Like I gotta like, everything crumbles. Mm. And then when you're like, you snap back into reality, you look around and it's like, like, like if they're, if you're every other thing in your life is like a plant, you're like, yeah. everything's dead. Yeah. So you got to like buy new plants, new seeds and water it again. And you're already tired from like, you are, yeah. Dealing with yourself. Mm. So to like have to do everything else. Yeah. You know? And so. So that's been a battle for me too. Like yeah. this whole process of like, even though you're struggling, what it means to maintain the life and, and the relationships and the duties and responsibilities you have around you. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that's something you have to learn. Yeah. When you do, um, you do struggle. And I, I also struggled like, like how, at, to what extent is like taking care of your mental health selfish? You know, oh, that's very Korean culture. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious, like, how is it? Where does the thought of being selfish um, come from? Where does that feeling come from when you care about your own mental health? Because there's always the same analogy when you're in a plane and it's crashing, mm-hmm. uh, like you got to put your own mask on before you can help other people put their masks on. Yeah. So like, what do you mean by that? Okay. Like, let's say when you grow up as a Christian, right? Like, it's like always put others first. Like, you know, I don't okay. know if that's actually biblical, but like, no, it is. It yeah, is. It is. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like love others more than yourself yeah. or something. Yeah. So I always took that as like, if I have needs, put them in the back seat and take care of everyone else's needs right. first, right. you know? And that's, I guess that's how I process that message of like, put others first. Okay. Like everything that I could possibly need, even mentally, even like whatever doesn't matter. And, and I think I'm more naturally good at putting myself last. So Mm -hmm. it didn't seem like a problem. I was just like, I'm just doing what the Bible says and what Jesus wants me to do, you know? And it's so easy to validate what you're doing because you feel like it's the biblical thing to do. Yeah. Which is, I mean, technically it is, but... It's not like a, you don't matter kind of thing. Exactly. Like, everyone else matters, you don't matter. Right. I don't think that's what the Bible intends to say. It's just like, yeah. So if your heart is, I want to take care of myself to love others... I think that's super biblical. Yeah. I think that's like beyond, like not beyond, but that's <laughs> awesome. You know, it's great. Yeah. Um, God loves you and you're yeah. worthy of his love. So why can't you just love yourself? Not love yourself in like a selfish kind of way. If your love comes from a place of yourself, comes from a place of, hey, if I'm worthy of, not worthy, but if he can love me, mm. I can love me too mm. because he loves me. Yeah. But if you're like, I can love me because I'm awesome. Uh, and self sufficient. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe a little bit more introspection or. Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe that's what, what comes next. But um, I feel like we've never gotten this spiritual before on this yeah. podcast. And I love it. Because um, for me, it's like I, I was listening to this Matt Chandler sermon and he was saying, like, um, he, 
was driving back through his hometown and he remembered all the things he had um, just like messed up on. Mm-hmm. And he had gotten into a fight and like this thing happened, this thing happened. And there was so much shame and regret and embarrassment. And um, in that moment, he felt so weak. And then he said this Bible verse in that sermon. And I was sitting there on YouTube and he goes, um, this is Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Well, and then he, <laughs> well, I, but I remember because, um, like when he said that verse, it, it resonated with me so deeply. Mm-hmm. Like he, he loved me and he gave himself for me. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, it's like, if I told you like, Hey, you matter. You only matter to me <laughs> because I can't speak for a I can't speak for anyone else. Like you matter to me. Yeah. But when you matter to the God of the universe, yeah, bro, like, you, like, actually matter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, we hear this our whole lives in church. I think that's why it's so hard for us to take it in and yeah. accept it. But I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling anyone who's listening. You, you matter. So, yeah. Uh, I think we just want to ask you, Steffi. Um, oh, I knew this was coming. I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, It was hard. I don't know. Well, here's what I do know is... Um, uh, unless you've been having a really tough week, which you can be vulnerable about too if you choose to. Oh, uh-huh. But um, our question is always not, what's something inspirational? Mm. You're not thinking about other people in mind specifically and solely. Um, our question to you is, what gives you power? Mm. And what encourages Ooh. you? What helps you get on through with the week? And and what what drives you? Um, mm. So what it is, what, what it is, <laughs> what is it for you personally? Well, that's a good question. I like that. Yeah. I like that question. I think one of my personality or one of my flaws is I see more in what I lack than what I have. Mm. So that just like kind of comes with a lot of things. Like um, I'll look at noms and even be like, oh, she's so good with people. I wish Mm. I was really good with people. Mm. Or like so that, that even like lacking, not just in like material things, actually it's more like, you know, it could be anything like, Mm. Fit, uh, like qualities that I don't have or yeah. um, comparing myself to other people. Mm-hmm. And so I'll look at Ray and be like, oh, Ray like has a heart for youth group. And, you know, I was in youth group for four years and I feel like I never really got there. <laughs> like something that Peter and I started doing is at the end of the day, we always say three things we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's like something big, whether it's something small from that day, we always share three things. Well, we, we try to. We've been trying to do that. We share three things we're thankful for. And something that I've been personally doing is I'll journal, like, one thing I'm thankful for. And then for that month, I will write down highlights of that month mm. and accomplishments of that month. Yeah. And I think having that written down and being able to read it at the end of the month has helped me see that it, it helps me turn away from not focusing on what I lack, mm. but on what, on how much like God has blessed me yeah. with certain things. So it's not even just like what I have, but it'll be like today I heard, like today my friend shared this great news with me, or like today I got to like watch a movie with my friend. Mm. And I think when I just read through those things, it really fills me, I realize. And I started doing that because I realized like this past summer, 
I like was thinking about my summer and I was like, oh my God, what did I even do this summer? Mm. And I just looked back at my planner mm. and just wrote an entire list yeah. of what I did. Yeah. And after I read it, I was like, oh my God, I did so much. And mm. I was a part of so many different things. And I think that really filled me okay. and it made me thankful. Um, and it, I think it made me more, feel more intentional. Nice. Well, you know how the end of this podcast works. Oh my gosh, but I'm really not musical. So <laughs> it do really I doesn't have matter. You can literally off do. Key. Okay, I'm not gonna. No, do it doesn't have to be off key. Um, so what you have to do is you just have to add something onto our outro, and it could be anything, um, but you have to add something, and we do it in one take. Oh my god. Are you, you ready? Even, like clap or like. Yeah. Um. Okay. So are you ready, Noms? Yeah. Well, when okay. do I do it? Ready? Go. <laughs> oh my god. We. I'm not musical. Okay, well. Look, look, look. Okay, we might have done it.